Hey, what's up for you regular listeners? Just know that there's some wild echo from me in this episode that's different from other episodes because I am building an office in my garage and it is incomplete, but I'm using it as an office already. So there is a lot of echo. Also, a few other things. One thing mentioned at the end of the show is Kim Hannon, who's on tonight as Small Business Solutions uh, Facebook group that I highly, highly, highly recommend joining, at least checking out. Uh, it's, I think, incredibly beneficial. Great discussions going on there. Uh, great resources are there as well. Um, I wish I had brought it up at the top of the show, but uh, it's at the end, so I'm recording it at this intro point. Also, I want to give a shout out to Float Helm, of course. Float Helm is the software that the Float Shop uses for... Whew, gosh, it's for a lot of things. It's for float tanks, it's for massage, it's for acupuncture. Uh, we have a therapist who uses it as well. It's very dynamic, and we're also using it to communicate during the uh, temporary closure that we have. We log into Float Helm. You can log in from home, and uh, you can punch in from home if you're doing some work there as well, which I do have employees doing work from home. So it's some good stuff uh, when we're open, and it's still proving useful during this closure here. Flowhelm.com is where you want to go to check it out. And of course, you want to, it's a no-brainer, schedule a free tour. Uh, make sure it's the right fit for you. They're going to walk you through everything that it does. So again, Flowhelm.com. Let's get started. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers, I don't know, Maybe thrive isn't exactly the right <laughs> word, but you know, we hang out and stuff. It's it's cool. Um, like most of the rest of the country and some of the world. My name is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon, which is a two-story building that sits around Portland with nobody inside it. And that's neat. Um, I have received uh, $10,000 funding so far. Um, I have not had any PPP funding because it has run out. This is Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave uh, with my husband in Southern Indiana. And um, it's a, a hopping place when we go in to clean it and maintain the tanks and uh, put gifts outside for our customers who come and do curbside pickup. But otherwise, it's uh, it's sad. Um, but we also received just under $10,000 for PPP uh, recently. Yeah. And this is Drew. Kane from New Hampshire Float in New Hampshire. And uh, yeah, I'm closed too. And I just today uh, received $12,500 in PPP funding. And I'm excited to give myself a raise. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. We, Good times. Hey, kudos to everybody for making it through because so many people did not make it through that first round of PPP. And I hope that uh, they get in the next round. Which has just started, as far as I'm aware. We, we submitted mm -hmm. it, uh, gosh, just a few hours ago as of the recording of this. So hopefully round two, yeah. where's that? Yes. Um, I, try, I really tried to let it go as far as like big businesses taking advantage and stuff like that, because that's what big businesses gotta do. Like morality kind of gets lost in that. But um, it did kind of hit home. <laughs> like if round two doesn't work out and a bunch of more big corps to get it. That's gonna it's gonna hurt a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So we did get um, ten thousand dollars, which which helps. Um, you know, pay for a month's rent, but it doesn't really float the shop. So, Dylan, can I ask what was that? That was not the PPP loan. EIDL, I think, is what it's. You did get that. I yeah. haven't heard a single thing from them. 
I, I don't know how any of this works. Yeah, I don't I, know right, any, right, 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 right. I heard uh, from a lot of small business owners that they just randomly got money yesterday or today. Um, uh, they woke up and there it was. They didn't think they were getting it, but uh, you know the tooth fairy left it under their pillows at night, yeah. and everybody's <laughs> a little celebrating. Oh, okay. I guess we can do some renovations while we're closed. Okay, let's try it. Um, we we were so uh, you know ahead of the line for the PPP thing, and then it's in your bank's hands, and I don't know if it was about their speed or you know just went that fast where it didn't even matter. I, I don't know. It's like buying tickets to a sold out concert where it's just luck of the draw. Pretty much, I got in the so I I went to a bank that I did not already have a relationship with, and. They opened it up on that Friday afternoon. I was the first appointment at 10.30 on Monday, and I was lucky that I got in. So it was it was one of those things, if you weren't right on top of it, it went so quick. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, so. we weren't even going to apply, but after our last episode, mm-hmm. um, I was like, wait, you know, this could actually help us. And, and it's, <laughs> you know, we're, we're a super lean team, but um, finding out that, you know, having Graham's salary included in there actually made us, made it uh, eligible. Um, so mm. we applied, you know, first thing Friday morning, and I know there were some holdups, but our bank was already working on everything. And then, um, you know, they were great keeping in touch with us um, here and there. There were days that went by where we're like, well, I guess that maybe I don't know what's happening. And then all of a sudden it was, oh, we need you to sign this, drop it off, you know, run through the drive through mm. and, and, and pop it in the uh, in the tube. So we got lucky, but that's it's a drop in the bucket. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I have gratitude for this, and well, <laughs> really, really going to need more than this. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. need people to, it, to show up. And especially I, I, thinking, how long are we going to be closed? Exactly. We don't know, and there are rules about how to use it and how quickly you have to use it, and all of that that um, make it kind of challenging to figure out. So, can I, can so I can I just say that? Yeah, that's that's the that's what was really disheartening is that. Um, you know, as a business owner, they said, keep paying your employees, keep paying your employees. And then to find out, oh, it's going forward, not backwards. So I just paid, you know, six weeks to my employees wow. thinking I would be reimbursed. I'm not going to be reimbursed. Now it's going forward. So they just get six weeks of free pay for not having to work. Plus the next eight weeks. Oh, by the way, my state says I can't open. So what good is that really doing me? I could have just laid them off. It's either you paying them or me paying right. them. You're giving me the money to pay them, but you're not letting me open to catch up on the bills that I haven't been able to pay because mm-hmm. I haven't had any income but still have these bills that I have to pay. I it's, think it, 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 it is good for your employees, like, peace of mind. Like, they have steady income. They don't have to be looking for work, which I don't even know how that works right now. And yeah. um, they get to keep their insurance if they have insurance. Uh, like, which, oh, gosh, I guess... Mm-hmm. I'll steer away from anything political and, and, and healthcare could be that, but wow. <laughs> well, there's also this hard piece of a lot of folks have part-timers at their centers or at their small businesses, yeah. and you know they're making more money on unemployment right now than they are to stay on at the mm-hmm. shop. And for folks who got that PPP, they're in this predicament now of like, mm-hmm. if I call my employees back in to work for me so that I can use these funds for their salary, they're mad because they make less money or they make more money sitting at home doing nothing. Wow. And it's like, oh, it's But a are mess. those shops even open? So they're going to call right. them back to pay them to not work. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
or, and, you know, to have them come in and clean the place or, right. you know, do minimal stuff because you still have to abide by all of the guidelines. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, what a world. Oh, what a world. What a world. So uh, Portland has been hit. Well, I guess like New York would probably be like our the peak COVID case that I'm aware of. Um, Portland seems pretty moderate to low for being such a big city. And I think we've got we had some time to get ahead of ahead of the curve as far as how our hospitals are set up and everything. What, what size cities would you guys consider yourselves? Small. I mean, I'm in New Hampshire, <laughs> right? So I'm very, very small. Um, but we're more spread out because we're, mm-hmm. you know, suburban slash rural. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, we might get into this later, but I drove an hour and a half north in New Hampshire to go looking for toilet paper. And I oh, found a ton up north because it's business as usual. People aren't wearing masks. They're not concerned. Um, they think they just don't want the people from the south coming up north into the state. <laughs> but they need it. So, <laughs> but, well, they have, they have plenty of it, right? So there's, right. they're not like a rush. Well, it's you not know? talking about you. You need your TV, though. So I need mine, yeah. So that's why I went up there. But, you know? I'm sorry to interrupt, but we did cover bidets, right? Why have you not we upgraded? Did. Right? Come on. I'm, I'm trying to convince the missus. <laughs> I, I really am. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. Sandra and a buddy of mine got one and said it was awesome, and yes. I can't wait to try it out. We will yeah, co-pen yeah. a letter to her and, and try to get it. There. And <laughs> no, I'm with you. Well. <laughs> but this is. But I need the toilet paper for the shop for when I do reopen. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that was part of the of me saying, "Oh, okay, I need to stockpile a little bit of toilet paper because if I run out of supplies at the float center, <laughs> then I can't open anyway." Yeah. So that's what I was looking for when I went north, oh, okay. and um, you know, it's just. It's very concerning in the area, at least, about the lack of, um, con- I don't know if concern is the right word, but the lack of social, the lack of following guidelines. I'll say it like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. There's a real lack of following guidelines around here. And it's fairly horrifying to go into ha- uh, Walmart or Home Depot and see all these people around, and I have to be closed. And I could, I, I do have first responders who float with me who would love to float right now because they're stressed out, mm. right? There are people out there who would do it. And I can't open uh, because, you know, I, I don't fall under one of the quote-unquote essential places, but Home Depot does. And there were all these people just shopping for paint. I mean, that's what we went to right, Home Depot for. Right. We're getting yeah. paint. That's not essential. There's no reason for me to be there. Right. Right? So um, it's, really, it's really tough. And then to not – I got my funding today, so I wasn't um, – as of today, I was really concerned about getting help. You're telling me to close, I can't open. Now you're, you're taking away my livelihood. That's not fair. Meanwhile, Home Depot is packed, Walmart is packed. Right. So, um, you know, but to go back to your question, I, I live in a, a fairly spread out community. Even though Boston, they're calling that, a, there's a hot spot there right now that's not far from us, but there's definitely a lack of concern here in New Hampshire about that stuff. And, and I want to I want to touch base on that after hearing from Kim here. Yeah, so um, I'm in a small town. Um, our population is about forty five thousand, um, but Indiana has been hit fairly hard. You know, overall, uh, Indianapolis is also a hot spot. It's about an hour and a half away from us, um, but Indiana as a state is like number fifteen or so in in the country for quantity of cases. It's you know just raw 
how many cases there have been. So it's definitely hitting. Um, our area has done a really great job of preparing for it. And, um, you know, we have an old abandoned hospital that like we all drive past every day and um, people started saying, hey, what about this? Can, can this be an overflow facility if needed? And they have like gone above and beyond and started reopening this, you know, old, uh, not even an old, really, this hospital that hasn't been used in years and, you know, setting it up so that it's ready if anything hits. Um, and right now they've been able to maintain. It's definitely, you know, we're still seeing cases and um, it, it's kind of a little of a plateau, but there's mm -hmm. still incremental growth. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, and here it's probably about 50-50 on people who are actually complying with the guidelines, right. staying home, okay. um, wearing masks, you know, maybe 50-50. And I've personally only been home into the center. Um, and I went to the post office once to drop off a package and like, ah, that was too much. <laughs> I hear that. Shopping yeah. is, is scary. It's a really Can't weird thing. I'm, and mm, man, they, they put out the, the notice that you have to wear a mask, oh, you know, the recommendation that you wear a mask. And I go to Safeway, not a single employee was covering their mouth. I'd say 30 to 40% of people had masks on. I thought people I knew not wearing masks. I was, I, I was actually like concerned about my mental health because of how enraged, how quickly enraged I got uh, from that. When I like think I'm a someone, that I don't know if people disagree with me or not, but like I just instant raged. And I'm really happy to report a week or so later when I went shopping again, everybody was wearing like I don't remember a single person not wearing one. So I think it was just people catching up to it, and maybe I was just on the front end of hearing about it. See, Ooh, I think it's, it's it is. And it, it's such a hard thing too, because I also don't want to live my life in fear. Mm -hmm. And I, like just the act of wearing a mask is, is anxiety, you know, inducing for me. Um, I have asthma. I've had some major breathing issues in the past, but every time I put that thing on, it's just like, whew, I don't know about this. Yeah. It, it's such a hard thing though. Cause I get that it's hard to control. It's hard to tell people what to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, I kind of, I see all sides. I see the mm -hmm. fact that like, we should be able to reopen our businesses, but we should also look out for each other. And um, so I'm riding still, you know, I said it the last time on our last podcast, like I'm still riding this roller coaster of emotions where like, I don't know what the right answer is. And I right. think that really changes from day to day and trying to figure out like, what is our next step and when do we reopen? Um, all of those questions are starting to pop up and we're starting to try to figure out like, what are we doing at the center? What are we, sh what are we changing? What are we keeping? You know? And, and so we're starting to dive into all of that. Did you, do you get a choice of when you reopen or I mean, you're under. Yeah, we're under mandatory stay home orders right now through the state, um, through May 1st. And so we could open up maybe at the moment, May 2nd, that date keeps getting extended and pushed back. But there's a lot of talk starting to happen with our governor here in Indiana, as well as in Kentucky and Ohio, our neighboring states, and, um, you know, everybody trying to work on a plan to reopen. Um, and it's one of those, I think at that point, it will be our choice. Um, and I don't know where we are yet. Graham and I kind of start the conversation, but we don't get very far in it. But in the meantime, <laughs> we're, you know, we're doing stuff around the center, like changing out um, the light switches in our, our all of our uh, community rooms, like our ready room and our restroom, putting the uh, motion sensors in those. Um, we've uh, put in a motion sensor faucet and just starting to like try to reduce some of the touch points throughout the center. And, you know, we're talking about how are we going to shift the schedule? Is, is our two hour block that we currently have enough? 
but we also have the salt cave too. And so there's potential for us to have, I mean, if we hit uh, two turns at once, I mean, there's potential for us to have 10 to 12 people in the building at once, um, potentially even more, but we've, you know, we've already reduced capacity on our salt cave. And so trying to figure out, do we, and of course that means sacrificing a lot of floats to expand, you know, that schedule out. So I'm, I'm kind of looking towards the WHO and maybe CDC for some guidelines on that. Like what, what the, are you, is trepidatious to make any plans just because we don't know what the future is going to look like as far as how we're going to handle the spread of the virus? Yeah, I think, and I think it's it's constantly changing. There's still all these doom and gloom stories that come out and, you know, saying it's going to come back again. You know, this isn't over. Uh, we're going to get hit even harder in the winter. But then there's this, like, hopeful side of, like, we're almost there. We're almost done with right. it. it does, you know? Yeah, yeah. Both. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I don't know. And there's also that, like, does it even matter if I do that stuff? Like. <laughs> In the, in the grand scheme of things, does right. it really matter? Does it make a difference? I know, right? And, and it's really easy, I think, when looking, I guess, micro, just like looking at your own personal interactions, like, oh, if I just go talk to my neighbor for a little bit, like, I look at the statistics and it's like such a minimal thing, right? And oh, if I open my business and just do a couple floats, it's this really minimal statistic. But if everybody's doing just a, a little bit more, all of a sudden that number increases exponentially because of that. And it's hard to wrap our heads around that potential. Um, meanwhile, we're like trying to decide like, were we, was it media hype? Like, what is the reality of this thing? The deaths aren't as big as they anticipated. Is it because we're social distancing? It's, it's wild. I will say, um, our mayor, uh, mayors, governors of, uh, West coast, um, Washington, California, Oregon have, um, made a pact together to not open, you know, to open together. And I think one of the stipulations is no deaths for two weeks. Wow. Uh, which is a very long time, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, and Drew's. Wow. <laughs> Drew just pulled a Kramer. On Whoa, that's a long time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very long time. That's so a high May ask. 1st seems like not. Yeah, it is. It really yeah, is. you're. You're, wow. you're having a few deaths today for sure in Oregon. So I don't see that happening. I don't know if that's been changed. I've been off the news for about three days now. I had to just cold turkey it. It's rough out there on the internet. The internet is a rough place to be. These and I days. even get on Twitter, so it's a danger zone. Oh, it's bad. Stay, stay out of the tweets. Right. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, YouTube is just as dangerous. Some of those conspiracy uh, theories on YouTube are pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Good info. Some of them are pretty entertaining, and, but yeah. you know, if they if they do it well, like. It, it always plants a little seed. Oh, of, totally. Hmm. Yeah, I remember an old yeah. boss of mine at Pfizer um, was like, did you see that History Channel documentary? Like, dragons probably didn't exist, but wow, like, maybe. Maybe. Maybe dragons. Yeah, maybe. Like, now YouTube, unbridled, just bam, anything, <laughs> all the dots. It's great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, oh, Drew, you want to say something? Well, I was just, I was going to say that, um, you know, I have been closed for six weeks, coming up on six weeks, and it's been a long time, and I just today received help. And it's not really help because I still can't open. So, again, it goes back to paying employees to do nothing. Oh, wow. So, um, right. I'm, I've flipped a corner. I feel like it's those stages of grief, and I feel like I've flipped this corner. I went through, like, a depression. I feel like I just kind of got out of that in a really deep funk and now I'm angry and when I go out and I see 
all these other things that are open and allowed to, to mm. make money on non-essential items. And I hear that Walmart is hiring 50,000 people. And I'm, I'm saying I don't want the government assistance. Let me open. If people want to come float, they come float. They don't want to float, they don't float. But if you're going to allow these other people to do these other things, this the bakery down the street from me selling cannolis does not need to be open. That's not essential. It's not. But it's food. But so. it's food. So mm-hmm. right. Well, the way so that they infuse the butter through the metal is pretty essential. Right. That's pretty good. Right. So um, I would argue that I am that a float center is more essential than that bakery. Right. I would agree. He's not, agree. He's not yeah. selling anything special. Yeah. And I would argue that he's selling things that are more negative to the population and negative to people who uh, would be susceptible to what's going on right mm. now so, yeah. with all the, his sugary and, and obesity-inducing items but that he's selling. you can't go in the building or you can't sit down and eat. It has to be... Like, oh, no, you walk in and you talk to the guys and you order what you want and then they put it in a box and you walk out. Okay. Well, see, ours is all curbside here. Mm-hmm. Everything is curbside. And um, our local, um, it's a merchant group kind of, kind of a chamber of commerce, but not officially. Um, but our local merchant group is providing like sidewalk signs for anybody who oh. wants them, you know, just nice. to say like, here's, if you want to order online, you do that here, curbside pickup available. And it's like this check the box thing of whatever applies and you can put them outside, um, which is, you know, really nice. But overall, people are not allowed to go into places. But I think, you know, what you were saying forger, I think part of what is so frustrating about this is the fact that it's some, but not all. And is yep. it enough that, you know, so many of us have been kind of the sacrificial lambs and right. leading right. the way, you know, depending on your, your stance of if you close voluntarily or waited for the order, but we're kind of the sacrificial lambs in all of this, that um, we're the ones bearing the the burden and getting no help from it and or a little, but it comes with so many strings attached that it's, that's a full-time job just to figure out on its own. And so that's where I don't judge anybody for like, we're getting to a point where you got to do what you got to do. And if closing is what you have to do, then so be it. But I also think that if, if you need to open, you need to open and I'm getting close to the point of needing to open. And I don't think it's, go ahead. Well, I I think I want to talk about that, right? Because I think that a lot of people are feeling that way. And I want to talk about something that I don't think was really covered, particularly on this show, but I think just at all really initially, and Drew, I promise this will all dovetail, but that the intensity, the feeling of it in Portland is different than somewhere super rural, right? Like, I've got family out in North Dakota, and it's like a lot, like what you're saying, is like, I mean, I see three people a week anyway, you know, in North Dakota, like, it's a very different vibe than out here. Um, And so to just say, like, this is the rule and then bam that's it across the country doesn't make a lot of sense which I, and you're probably hearing in the news like different governors are, are able to make different choices um it's not just like a federal decision uh, you know most likely like right. open or closed um so i think it does allow this leeway for people to start making their own choices um which i think is a really interesting topic especially at this point when we're like okay, no funding is coming in or very minimal funding is coming in. Don't know when I'll be able to, like, oh, my landlord gets paid rent. I know I already talked about this, but I have to make the sacrifice. I have to pay rent on choosing to close down or being told to close down 
and I may never get that money back. Like, F that, man, I want to cuss so bad. Like, that infuriates me. I, I ebb and flow in it, but right now, like, it, it really gets my goat. Like, everybody else is going to be okay except the people at the bottom who are trying to provide their services and need to pay rent. Um, so I feel it, Drew. And so, yeah, you're in this area where people are, you say you're going up north and people, you know, don't, not that they don't care, but it's just the urgency isn't there. But you're in a place where there is a certain amount of urgency. Um, are you thinking about opening up? Like, where are you personally at? I actually appealed. There's, and I, I would guess that there, they have this in every state, but there is an appeal to the governor's office to be an essential business. Mm. And it was like a hard no. But the person <laughs> who had emailed me, um, you know, I sent this really passionate email back to him and he actually picked up the phone and called me. And I know, I know another float center that had appealed to it and they just got flat out denied. The person didn't actually call them, but the guy that had emailed me, um, he called, he said, <laughs> I laughed when he said this, he said, I could sense your frustration in your email. And I started laughing and said, yeah, that's an understatement, right? <laughs> I, I know everyone's frustrated, but, um, I was really horrified at what I saw at some of these businesses that are quote unquote essential. And mm. I have, I felt unsafe in those and I would feel safer in my place mm. with two people who came in or three, three, I only have three float rooms. I don't do anything else. Yeah. I can't have three family members come in and float and then leave and then clean up after them. Like I, I do feel I could do that. I shut, I've been shut down for six weeks. I did it. I, I feel like I did, you know, the, the right thing. We are ordered to shut down anyway, but it's getting closer to the point and I'm getting more frustrated when I see these other places open and allowed to, to make money because if I was open, I would make money. Mm -hmm. I would sell. There are people that would come in. I, I keep, someone just called yesterday when I was there doing some cleanup, trying to float. And so there are people out there who would do it. Why can't we let them choose whether or not they want to do it? Let me choose because then I'm not worried about the government assistance. I'm, I'm working hard to make my own money. And I am really starting to um, be angry when I see, like I said, these other businesses that are open. And why can't I be open? In my area, it's not that bad. And uh, the vape stores are open. So I actually, when I appealed to the guy, he actually picked up the phone and called me from the state um, you know, the business of economic development. And when I told him, I said, this, you know, the vape, I saw four, four vape stores are open. He, he laughed and said, well, they're not supposed to be open. Whoa. I said, oh, well, they're just opening? He said, yeah. And then it made me think, New Hampshire, our state motto is live free or die. And then it mm -hmm. kind of made me think, maybe he was telling me that if Whoa. I were to just open, no one's going to do anything about it. But they're saying all the right things. You know, they're saying to shut down. They're they can't say, hey, man, if you just did it, no one's going to tell you not to. So now I'm confused. This was all today. Now I'm confused after talking to him. So now I'm thinking, you know, our original order was till May 4th. I'm convinced he's, the governor is going to extend that. I don't see why he, he's not going to. But then it made me think, okay, well, what if I started opening like 4, 6, and 8 o'clock? And then, and then on the weekends when like the government people aren't working. Right. So, so now these thoughts are going through my head. Yeah. Let's so, talk, Dylan, because this is you, now how, <laughs> this is how I'm starting to think. Why is why is Walmart hiring and I can't be open with three people? And so there's Drew, no one wearing do you masks think there's, over there. 
do you think there's any potential for backlash, like public backlash? Because I'm starting to see that in, um, I have some friends who are in Tennessee and Georgia and Florida and, um, you know, their areas were a lot later to shut down and they're already talking about, you know, reopening everything. But what's fascinating is I'm starting to see people posting lists of businesses who they feel are opening too soon saying, I'm never going here. I'm going to go to this place because they just announced that they're staying closed for even longer. And like, that's another layer of complexity that you have to consider is the, you know, the, the PR, you know, angle of it. Totally. And I agree. I agree with that. I don't live in that type of area, fortunately. I, again, New Hampshire's state motto is live free or die. There, it's a very much a, a you get to choose type of state, right? Like that's a big thing here. No, like I said, no income tax. There's no, no state income tax. There's no state sales tax. Um, it's, they're very like hands off, very lax gun laws. Um, you know, it's very interesting, the stuff that they live and let live type of place. Mm-hmm. And it's rare in our country. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel about that. I'd be almost just as angry at those people for judging me. Like you're not in my <laughs> position. You don't have the bills I have to pay. You don't, you're not in my position and you're judging me for being open when there's other people who would use my services. If two people choose to come together and float, <laughs> why not? Come Dylan, together separately. Well, yeah, 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 right. Um, <laughs> That reminds me of the uh, rock climbing gym I go to. They they were like sending daily updates of like, okay, we're gonna have cap it at this many people visiting. Okay, now it's members only. Okay, now we're closed or limited out. Like there are a few in between too of hour changes. Um, what about showing? So not not that I'm advocating for this, Drew, but as opposed to huzzah, we're open. Come on in. Um, going, you know. Um, members only or like a members only email like hey guys if you want to come in like we're going to start opening up um you know kind of or or you know essential workers if you want to get your floats bid come on in i love it i hey listen i'm i kind of live life walking on the line anyway so <laughs> no um, yeah so i'm actually so all joking aside I, I came up with a plan to come up with a plan i'm going to come up with procedures i'm coming up with um, I've already been through my place multiple times. I go in and I'm trying to figure out how people can touch as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And I keep dwindling that down. I'm going to get some automatic door openers. I've got I've got a whole plan over the next couple of weeks that I'm going to come up with. And that first week of May, as of right now, unless new information comes out, my plan is to kind of open unofficially uh, nights and the weekends. And I think that's a great idea, Dylan. I hadn't thought about that, but to send it out to just whoa, the members. Whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's your fault. Now I'm definitely opening because of what oh, you God. just said. Oh, so um, I like the idea of the members because there's really, I think there's a lot of members who would float and they do feel comfortable floating. And if I tell them this is what I'm doing to sanitize before and after you, I think they would float. Are you adding, I, thing, adding anything to your process? Um... My so my initial thought is to um, only open first oh, first step of your <laughs> open <laughs> Thursday through Thursday through Sunday. I'll have a three day break so that there's three days of nobody mm-hmm. being in there. Um, and I'm going to because um, as we know the virus only lives for seventy two hours. <laughs> no, I thought well, so. This is what no. Um, I'm, I'm I think there's a lot of unknown, right? So, but that'll make people feel like okay, three days. 
but I'm also going to label the things that are safe to touch that we can clean. And my initial first almost three years of being open, I have kept my signage to a minimum so that people aren't reading anything. I'm not trying to stimulate anyone with anything. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like that's just going to be our world going forward, our signs. So my initial thought is to either put little pieces of tape or strings around the handles that are safe to touch and to communicate with people. Hey, listen, we can clean these commonly touched things. Those are actually safe to touch. What you might think everyone's touching, we're cleaning those. If you're putting your hands on random spots on the walls, we're not actually going over there and cleaning that between every person. So my initial thought is to communicate with people, say these are the things we can touch, grab the handles, those are safe, we're gonna clean those before you, we're gonna clean those after you. Um, and to, instead of having three different people, I'm gonna limit it to two. If you have a group of three, call me so that you can all come in. And then, um, you know, give myself breaks in between. I don't need many, that's the thing, I don't need many people to actually make money. If I can get five people in a day, I'm paying my bills and having a little left to maybe order out some food, you know what I mean? So um, that's kind of, that's how I'm thinking right now is coming up with those procedures of how to clean. I'll wear masks when I'm cleaning. Uh, employees, if they're working, wear masks, wear gloves. Um, um, and really, telling waivers, I'm going to do the COVID, a COVID-19 waiver. Um, and also, You're, people uh, are worried about that. I hear people I, say, go ahead, I, 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 jump I, in. Just, I, go ahead. Just, I'm sorry, just, I, I got to just lawyer speak, asterisk in here. We're yep. not advocating for you uh, to break the law, any of our listeners. Um, nope. I would like to think of Drew's brainstorming as, as we do, uh, as we have the ability to legally open, how yes. should we approach this? Because whether the law says it's okay or not, like it's not going to be flipping a switch. We're all healthy. Everything's okay. The world's going to look different after this. And so we're going to want to do everything we can. So I just want to get that little, I, I'll call it lawyer speak, but it's the reality of it, right? Right. I think it's personal too. Right. Um, and, I, and that's how I'll say it. This is kind of my, um, when I do open, whenever that is, <laughs> um, is to have those procedures and to have them written down and um, to have a, a, I'm going to add that waiver that, um, you know, people are, are signing that they're not sick, they're not around you know, anyone you're gonna, sick. You know you're going to have to be sanitizing that pen a lot. So what I'm thinking is <laughs> pens are fairly cheap. I'm going to buy pens and I'm going to give everyone a pen. Now you have nice. a pen. Sign the waiver and I'm giving you a free pen. I don't want it back, right? Uh, so, Can I no, I, yeah. two other tips in there? Or two sure. other ideas, I guess? Maybe not for you necessarily, but for other flow centers. Um, one is uh, a soft opening, so like I said, members, but another could be only somebody who's been here before, but so you don't need an intro, so we're not sitting in the lobby for 15 to 20 minutes getting a walkthrough. Um, and another could potentially be if you really wanted to be like curbside pickup y, stay in your car. If you've got a parking lot and we know where you're going to be, either stay outside the building or stay in your car. When your room's wet, ready, we'll come get you. Therefore, there's no sitting down on furniture. That's one question I, I never got to ask um, was fabric, you know, cleaning fabric of this is different. From what I've heard, it, it is still uh, at risk for fabric. Um, for sure. yeah, yeah. So what, you know, what we're doing is we have uh, the UV lamps that also omit mm -hmm. uh, ozone. Mm -hmm. And so while people are floating, we can run that um, in our 
you know, common areas. Um, and that'll take care of, you know, any of those big open spaces. Um, but we've thought about the same thing of like, should we ask people to stay outside or stay in their cars? Mm-hmm. Um, should we go ahead and prepare a recorded orientation video mm-hmm. so that our first timers um, are watching that either up front or, you know, we have them stand outside and watch it on their phone or whatever we decide to do. Um, but that's less contact time for us. Um, you know, all of these are, are things that we're maybe going to do. We don't know yet. Right. Yeah. You know? It's like <laughs> when, when everything was first happening, how you write the email about like, okay, oh, yeah. this is how we're modifying and rewrite it, rewrite it, rewrite it. Yep. That's kind of what we're doing by opening. Yeah. Yeah. It's how did we prepare to close? How did we defend ourselves and say, we're staying open and keeping you safe to going, <laughs> oh, wait, this is why we're closing. And yeah. now like we're in that maybe digging ourselves back out. Who knows? Yeah. yeah I'm thinking of adding one of those plastic shields at the front desk, the masks. I, I used to think, you know, maybe that's not a good thing to have to wear masks for our business, but right. if that's the way of the world, people right, are going to get exactly. used to that and it's not going to be a big deal. So maybe we're wearing masks, whatever, whatever the, the tone of the people mm-hmm. are, you know, people who are going to come in are going to feel comfortable coming in. I think they're going to do that regardless of the precautions we're taking. I think those are the people that are going to be, I'm not worried about it. If I get sick, I get sick. Right. Not that I'm condoning that, but I think those people are going to be less concerned if you are wearing a mask. They're going to think, oh, if you wear a mask, go ahead, fine. But I think having those proper procedures laid out for when you do reopen will be important. And I do think regardless of what you do, when you do open, it's going to be a slow, um, quote unquote, back to normal, if you will. But there's going to be way less people floating. And so the longer we go without my people floating, the less they miss it maybe i don't know i don't want that to happen mm-hmm. i worry about that out of sight out of mind so i don't know um, we've got people begging us to reopen like getting messages of can i can i just come by myself right. I'll, I'll let myself in leave a key <laughs> under the mat and it's like oh no <laughs> so that's and that's the thing that there's still people who are working and working on stop and working extra hard during this time yeah. who could use our services so um i do think you know, I, I even I have to stay off the flow collective these days because I think the people who are opening or trying to open get a lot of hate. And I think there's a little bit of not just in our industry, but in this in the world of small business. When I talk to people, I definitely feel a little overtone of if I have to be closed, I want you to be closed. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm going to be closed, you should be closed, too, because I think it's the right thing to do. So you should, too. And I think that everyone's situation is different. Mm-hmm. And now's not the time to judge people and we have to weigh things and if the government isn't helping us out because dylan think about this right i i just got some help i can't open i'm still going to pay these people but i still have the rent i still have the electricity i still have um i have a payment on my one of my tanks i have um you know all, all these different bills that still have to get paid and I, even the credit cards that i i use to pay my monthly things when i was open um those are waiting for me once I open. Right. So when I yeah. open, I almost need like double time yeah, before yeah, yeah. paying these credit cards. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in a deeper hole. And the longer that goes, the deeper the hole. And I just Bro, spent. You're preaching to the choir, and I'm sure everybody listening knows exactly. So this is why I, as people are listening, this that's important. You have to decide at what point that hole is too deep for you, and you need to start figuring out what's right for you and. 
my situation, I'm, I feel like I'm in a good one, but I, and I'm still like getting upset and getting anxiety and losing sleep and thinking, why shouldn't I be open if these other people are open? Like, and it wasn't like that for the last few weeks, but now over the last like week, my attitude has shifted and now I'm starting, like I said, I'm starting to get angry. And why, why can't I do it? Why shouldn't I do it? Why, all these other places are opening up. Florida's packed. Like, why not? Yeah, but they are. Yeah, I think, you know, the news that has just hit the the small business world in the past few days, especially, has just been really hard to digest. You know, hearing that some of these big dogs really took huge sums of money. And, um, you know, I, I can, to some degree, understand a lot of those companies are franchises and they are technically individually owned. Um, so one could argue whether or not that's a small business, but I'm not going to get into that. I think there's bigger stuff at play. And, you know, the, the little guys, there are so many companies that just have one owner or one employee and to not get any assistance regardless of what you provide. Um, that's really hard. And I think we all have to recognize that, that it has an impact on our mental health and, um, it's, it's big, it's a big, big impact that we all have to recognize within ourselves you know, and, and Drew, I think that's part of what you're feeling right now is like there's just been a lot where honestly it just feels like small businesses just got shit on, really. And mm, digging out of that and trying to bounce back and also not to carry that into your place of business. That's hard, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Well, guys, I, we weren't quite sure 100% what this episode was going to look like. <laughs> I think it was kind of a little bit of venting, a little bit of just like where are we at, and a little bit of how are we how are we going to approach opening. By the way, Gloria couldn't make it to tonight's episode. We love you, Gloria. We, we miss you. Love Gloria. Hopefully, we see her next week, and I'd love to hear her updates. My goodness, oh my god. Yeah, what's what's Gloria supposed to do if she doesn't get any help and they're telling her to close down? What is she supposed to do? You know, like I don't know. I'm getting. I'm, you guys get me angry again because I think we you either help us or you let people decide. That's kind of how I'm feeling about it. Sorry, Dylan. I'm, I'm just, you don't it's to. a hot, hot topic. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, it's the stages of grief. Like I'll probably be over it in a couple of days. But right now I'm in, I'm in that angry spot of why can't I be open when I'm seeing all these other places? Mm-hmm. No, I, do. I think that's completely fair. And having all these thoughts and everything is completely fair. I don't think – I'm glad that you're sharing this because I think a lot – that's kind of outside of my current bubble, right? I think we're kind of like having some of those feelings, but I think you're further along with those feelings um, than like us in Portland. Exactly. I think a lot of folks are, are there. It's, you know, these conversations are coming up across the float industry, across small businesses everywhere. Um, everybody's just trying to figure out what is the next step. And I think that's the hard, hard thing of like, there's no clear guidance or clear answers to anything. And there hasn't been for two months now. Right. And and, and then previously, it felt like, okay, there's going to be an answer. Like, they've got this PPP thing coming on. Like, it took them a little while to get it to get it together, but it's going to happen. And then it let a lot of us down. And then now we're like, okay, now it, I think that's where, Drew, you're out of, like, feast or famine. Or, or like, <laughs> Lord of the Flies style. Well, like, close, gotta... close at some point, right? You have to decide what's what's best for you and your situation. And, you know, there's everyone has a line. Right? Where's your line where you're like, okay, and then, you know, like I said, I'm, is it going to hurt me to 
test the waters and open up a little bit and see what happens. And if someone says, hey, if you don't close, we're going to fine you $1,000. I say, okay, hey, take it easy. Put the pen away. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of, you can like I said. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, right. so what, I'm, what I'm hearing right now is like Drew's going to open ASAP. I'm really on the fence. And Dylan, you're kind of like, well, it's just going to be a long time. And I can't even think about that right now. Is that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's accurate. Okay. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, I do. I think that's accurate. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go. I mean, I particularly can't like. I can't open until like the local government says I can open. Like I can't. Can't do it. Yeah, I'm definitely there with you on that. But my question is beyond that. Is it the right time to open just because we can, or do I have this moral obligation? societal obligation to stay closed a little longer or can I do enough to mitigate that risk for people and, you know, scale things back so that it's feels right to open. Dylan, you have a lot of float centers in Portland. Are any of them open? No, none. They're, they're required to be closed. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's having a guerrilla operation, I don't know about it. If that's what okay. you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's the type of thing. Like if everyone's closed, I'm I mean I'm what's good for everybody. I'm all for it. No, but and there start- are still some float centers who are open, and you know I think some of them have done a great job of of like being really clear about why they're open and what they're doing um, during that time. And and to some degree, some of them are also in locations where, like you said earlier, they only see a couple people here and there um, that like their general population is so spread out that it's not as huge of a risk for them. So I think all of those different factors have to weigh in. Agreed. So, Tough uh, times. Hey, on the bright side, my dogs are pumped. They've never been so loved right? in their lives. So we can end it the, on a good note, I guess. The I dogs know. of America are happy and the cats of America are really angry. They didn't get to pre-approve this. So, yeah. Great. Uh, well... Uh, as always, thanks to thanks to you guys for being here. Thanks for uh, chatting it up. It's actually really fun to talk to some float center owners and just go over what the heck is going on here. Because I've just been stuck in family life. I actually like missed starting a recording and everything. Like it, my brain is just in a completely different world right now. Um, so thank you guys. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, like I think some people it's like I can't even think about this right now. I, I'm not even gonna go there. I totally respect that as well. So thanks uh, for those of you who are listening right now. Thanks to Floataway for sponsoring the show. Floataway makes uh, float around, what they're using at Liber. They double cabins, single cabins. Uh, Tranquility float tank is what we have. They have all sorts of different float tanks and different technologies for floating. Uh, Jenny and Colin are some amazing people. And uh, if you're thinking about opening a float center, now is a good time to do the planning for it. And uh, and then you know later on is when you're going to want to open. But you can start talking with them and working out the planning. Uh, over there at floataway, www.floataway.com is where you want to go to check them out. Thank you to Kim for taking live show notes, the skill I don't possess. So thank you very, very much for that. And uh, yeah, as always, remember, um, find the company that you can have and get in touch with them, whether it's FaceTime, Skype, whatever it is, stay in contact with people and keep up your relationships.
Hey, Dylan, can I throw in one thing about keeping in touch with people? Um, I started a Facebook group called Small Business Solutions. Um, It's just search for Small Business Solutions. There's a little quote on the cover page. But um, the idea is to share resources with all kinds of businesses to kind of lean on each other. Um, It's uh, kind of like the Float Collective, but it's bigger. They're not bigger in quantity, but a bigger scope that there are lots of business owners from across the country, um, across the globe, different industries and things like that. Just hopping in. I'm sharing tips and pointers every day, um, trying to generate some conversation about how to how to pivot, how to think outside the box, how to bring in some additional revenue, some social media tips, just all sorts of stuff. So it's just there for folks to um, take what they want, leave what they can. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, shoot. Wish I'd put that at the top of the show. It's all good. Um, yeah. I definitely recommend everybody, every folks under owner, jump in there. Thank you, Kim, for doing that. And uh, okay. Until next week, or perhaps two weeks from now. <laughs> Who knows? True. No, I, everyone be awesome. <laughs> 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 to, to each other and to yourself. Two things.